Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today took his love of brunch and storytelling, along with his TV production background, to turn his side hustle into a food and lifestyle brand named Brunch Boys. Let's have him tell you a little bit about about it. Why? Please welcome the president of Brunch Boys, Jeremy Jacobowitz. What's going on, man? Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for having brunch with me, or I guess lunch <laughs> with me. Uh, my first question always is, what's your go-to sandwich lunch? Uh, <laughs> or brunch I'll go with for you. Uh, well, uh, we'll, we'll go with lunch just cause you know, I ends up eating that a lot more of the brunch. Yeah. It's honestly just like a tuna sandwich. Like I really like, I guess like, if you know my social media, like a lot of the videos are more like extravagant things and bigger things, but like, that's clearly not the way anyone's able to eat. Correct. So truly most days, day to day, eat very, very simply. So like, yeah, today I had like a, uh, a salad with some grilled chicken on it, but you know, if I was going to do like a sandwich, just like tuna sandwich good tuna it's just some good bread keep it simple i love it that's actually what i had for lunch today so <laughs> works out very well so as i stated in my intro um you have a background in tv um you did some p you obviously worked in p as a pa did various other roles can you tell folks a little bit about how you got started with the idea of creating brunch Bro- brunch boys in like 2014 sure yeah god was it that long ago i i like get time confused a lot it kind of uh, blends in after a while I, and i don't even know what year it is now so to, you know i don't know but um <laughs> yeah so i started working in tv when i was 19 uh i was uh, a student at nyu and they pushed very big to um you know to work while you can intern while you can since you're in the city take advantage of that yeah. so uh two things i sold tvs at circuit city which didn't really you know translate a lot over but then i also started interning uh, at sny which is the mets network here in new york so i did everything uh at, from corporate to be in the field to production everything there I spent about a year or two there god yeah um started working for, for wcbs uh here in new york while i was still in college i was field producing um i got laid off before i graduated which is an accomplishment uh and then i worked at wwe for a year um and at that point like i i knew i'd wanted to work in sports and tv i, I studied sports management and I kind of thought that was a path but this is now say it was 23 this is well over a decade ago a dozen years ago and uh the project at wwe ended and there just weren't that many places to work um to work in sports TV, your goal really should be to work at ESPN. And that was not my goal. I yeah. honestly didn't want to work there. It uh, It's in the middle of Connecticut. Now they have studios a lot more all over the place. But at the time, yeah. if you worked at ESPN, you had to be in Bristol. And uh, I just wasn't in love with the co- corporate culture. It was just very corporate, which is not really me. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I love TV. What else could I do with this? Uh, and I just start. I went back to the beginning. I started PA again and ended up on food shows. So food network shows, travel channel, all that kind of stuff, food competition, uh, and I very quickly, uh, met Bobby Flay and then was his PA. So yeah. basically his assistant on set. So working with Bobby, you really get like a, a lesson on food TV He's the God of food TV. He's not only the star, he's the producer and executive producer really like, you know, has been there from the beginning. Yeah. So then I started producing. So I was f- producing food, food competition, food travel, cooking shows, all that fun stuff. Still always freelance, always various networks. And when I started Brunch Boys, there was never a thought to like, oh, I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to be a creator. Like that world didn't exist Yeah, that many years ago. So I was not smart enough to foresee that. I was just like, oh, I- I'm always just someone that I'm bored. I don't want, I don't want to ever want to sit around not doing anything. 
And when you're in TV, you have time off between gigs. So I was like, I'll have this little thing. I'll make some videos between gigs, blah, 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 blah. And I started the social media around this video series. And this is right around the time when food accounts were taken off on Instagram. And mine just took off. And still, there's no thoughts of doing it full time because no one made money. Um, but I, I, I started concentrating on a little more, a little more. I need to take a little bit of a break from TV. I'm like, all right, this seems fun. So, you know, this account's bubbling a little bit. And people started making money. And then I started making money. And still, I didn't think it'd be full time. But very quickly, I started making more money than I did in TV. And it, it really made the math math simple. It's like, all right, I still have to do what I love doing, which is like being in these kitchens and telling me stories and making these videos. But, you know, as opposed to doing it for Food Network, I'm going to be doing it for myself and having full creative control and making more money. And I don't know if the lifestyle, the lifestyle is easier. I don't know if the work is necessarily easier, but it's certainly working for yourself is much nicer than, you know, having to be on set for 16 hours a day or whatever. No, I totally get that. Um, what I, the part, the, some of the parts of your story that I find very interesting and it is one, you were like way ahead of the game um, in, in the sense of a few things. One, I like, the fact that I and and in my researches and and like you know and just been following you for so long, like you actually had suggested to folks in Food Network and stuff like that, like hey, we should do something for brunch, and uh-huh. and things like that. <laughs> and the fact that you all, like so the fact that you actually were like had the foresight to think that way, um, I think to me is a me is is just awesome. Uh, the fact that like you, a year into it, um, and then even just the, even the thought process, I thought of the fact that you went with calling it brunch boys. Um, instead of it just like brunch guy or brunch boy, because of the fact that, you know, it's kind of like made sense. So you were like ahead of the game when the brunch world, um, and then also ahead of the game when it came to all that aspect of it. And then like even pitching it, I think to me, that was one of the things that, um, I found to be so interesting that you kind of, you know, you tapped a market and saw something and it's almost kind of how you've always been evolving basically through your, through your channel, um, and how you've kind of created your brand. Um, you just kind of always take taking the next step when it comes to that. Um, and so I'm really intrigued by kind of how you kind of did that morph, um, of, of basically going from brunch boys, cause that's kind of how it went. And then now even like, and that's originally how your Instagram was to now it's Jeremy Jacobowitz brunch boys, but it's mostly like you went from like basically brand to personality to like your own personal mm-hmm. brand. And I, and I'm, and I'm selfishly, I'm asking, and I figure some other people may want to do it. Like I'm known I'm Deli Fresh Threads is my clothing brand. And everyone knows me as the sandwich guy, but I'm always kind of intrigued by the aspect of how does someone transition from that aspect of the brand to being actually the personality and going that route? Yeah. I mean, I think the the answer to all of that, even going back to the beginning of like brunch and all that, and yeah. how I got started, I think it's my approach of that. I'm never going to be the best at something. You just aren't. If you really think you're the best at something, like you better be fucking like Michael Jordan, like, cause you're just not. So my approach to everything is like, if I'm not going to be the best, like obviously try, try to be yeah. as good as you can be and whatever, but it's better to be different and to stand out somehow. So that was always it with brunch is like, okay, well, if everyone else is doing this, I'll do this. Well, if everyone's still doing photos and Instagram has launched videos, maybe I'll do videos. Maybe I'll do this, but whatever, whatever. And that sort of goes and then ties back to sort of the transition away from like this idea of like brunch boys as this bigger whole thing to me. And that was again, like, okay, if it was, it was, it was two things. It was when people started paying me money, I thought to myself, like, okay, well, who can pay me? At the time, the account was very much 
kind of just food. Like you really didn't see me or hear from me. Like there are no stories to, for me to talk to every day. There weren't any videos. So it's like whatever my little captions were, you would hear from me and you would just sort of see photos of food. And even then people started paying me just because I had a bunch of followers, but I realized like, okay, if I'm just posting photos of cheeseburgers, like what brands can I work with? Because I don't charge restaurants. So it's like, is it, am I only sitting there waiting around for the McDonald's of the world to come to me? Or how do I open this up where I could work with everybody? And I realized very quickly, like, oh, if it's me in the photo and the videos, well, then I could work with anybody because it's just my perspective and my voice. And yeah, I'm always going to be sort of focused on food, but you could tie food into anything. You know, I could wear this hat and be eating a cheeseburger and talk about the hat in the post. Like it all, it all ties together. So that was very much a huge part of that of like, okay, like this makes sense. This is me. And then it was still a few more years when I started branding away from the brunch resonance to my own name. And I was again, seeing the shifts in social media of like, okay, now there's like a whole ton of more food accounts. As a whole lot, everyone is something, everyone's a New York foodie, everyone's a brunch this, everyone, whatever. It's like, all right, I need to keep differentiating myself from this yeah. and make it even clear that like, I, th- I think what happened too is like the way, the way it used to grow on Instagram, social media, it just felt a lot more organic where it's just like, oh, they kind of see who you are. Maybe they read about you because you're in something. Oh, who's this person? That's kind of cool. Now, really the only way to grow is to make like viral content which A, I don't really do. It's nice when stuff goes viral. It's not really my intention. But two, what happens is when stuff goes viral, people are following you, not really even knowing who you are. It takes forever for them to even figure out what account they followed. So I'm just like, oh, I'm putting myself in a hole because people are seeing this video that is crushing. They see in the name Brunch Boys and they're going to expect that to be the next video. I'm never going to give them a video that's Brunch Boys because yeah. it's just me and it's not really brunch food, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, everything can be brunch food, but it's not really tailored that direction. So I just kind of, I, I felt that with every new follower I was gaining, I wasn't even giving them what their expectation was. So now I'm like, okay, let's say they find me because of some video that's going viral. But when they click follow, they're clicking knowing, hey, this count is called Jeremy Jacobowitz and there's his face right there and there's him. Oh, okay. Next time the video comes up, it's not necessarily some viral bunch video, but it's me. And like, oh, I followed I followed him for his food recommendations. Here's another food recommendation. Cool. So it just felt like that sort of like honing in on okay, it's becoming so much more and more personal. It's becoming so much harder to stand out. Anybody else could make a brunch account about boys. I see them. There's a million of them. There's brunch boys one, two, three, four, five. No one else, really, no one else is going to make an account called Jeremy Jacobus. Maybe they will, but even if they do, that's not me. So yeah. it's it's it it became a reason, like, okay, how am I? this is going to make me stand out. This is going to be, this is truly a better connection to my brands at this point than brunch boys, even though it's still a great name. It's still the name of my company. I still yeah. like, it's a great alliteration. Everyone, especially when I'm in articles, people love referencing it, which is totally fine. It's not like anything I'm not proud of or whatever, but I did think it made more sense to focus on my name. And what I, what I found interesting as well was that in, in from doing some of the research is the fact that originally, even though it was obviously brunch boys and it was just mostly you, even when you had other people involved, it always ended up back being back to you. So like, obviously the brand has always been you. So it just yeah. makes sense to go that route. You also have so many other layers and other things to talk about, like everything from like your weight loss to just like life dating, all these different aspects of it. So um, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting thing to be able to see. Um, but at the same time, obviously everyone, at least for me, that's how I got drawn to you was the food. I, you do phenomenal and obviously your PA work and being on TV and working on food. Um, I kind of wanted to, um, I had seen some of your suggestions and some of your tips and I kind of wanted to see if maybe you can kind of share some, uh, some stuff. And I know that you edit things in a way that's like very similar to you, like how your own style of editing, but some of the things that I, you know, that I get 
drawn to or that I caught my attention that I wanted to share and see if you can give other tips was you'd always talked about obviously use natural lighting as much as possible. Um, you know, food, what a favorite of mine that you, that you've said is uh food, make sure that it's vertical. Um, so when you're doing it on Instagram, that it's vertical. Um, and then at the same time, also the fact that you do, you love doing a lot of like one minute videos, but the four sec, the t first four seconds are the most important to kind of grab. Um, I've done a lot of research, Jeremy. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm a big fan. So, uh, but I absolutely love it because you do a really good job with like everything. Um, you have so many different, um, styles or so many different segments. So I guess my first question when it comes to all that, with all the tips that you gave, are there any other tips that you recommend to someone that's kind of, you know, and obviously everyone wants to go viral and everyone wants to blow up, but anything that you can think of in the consistency of what to do that always is great tips to be able to follow if you're going to be doing stuff on social. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it's, it's really, it's like finding your voice and whether that's literally your voice or what your angle is or the way you shoot or where you edit, blah, 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 blah. And I think it takes time to find like what truly speaks to you and what isn't you. And I think like TikTok is, has brought a whole new wave of lessons, I guess. Um, and I think like one of the, one of the things on TikTok you have to remember is that for the most part, the views are coming from people that don't follow you. So I think it's even more critical. And you see this with the people that are super successful on TikTok and now sort of like that has trickled out to other platforms mm -hmm. is that um, you kind of have to rinse and repeat your content. It kind of like, if you see the people that are successful on, on TikTok, they literally do the same exact videos over and over and over again. And I try to, and it's harder for me to do that because I'm in different restaurants, I'm in different lighting. I'm, yes, I'm eating food generally, but all kind of looks different i couldn't like keep the consistency of like me being in a studio or me doing this or me just yeah. making the same joke or whatever or whatever so i became i i try and keep it consistent as possible where if you're scrolling and even if you don't follow me you've probably seen one of my videos at some point so it's beyond just catching their eye of what the, that video is about it's catching it's like oh this is a jeremy video without them even realizing it so i have the same exact basically have the same exact opener for every single video the same beats the same pacing the same everything the same format to try and give them the same video over and over and over again. Well, obviously the the meat of it is different, yeah. but the surface level is is the same. I think like that's really key of just like connecting, 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 let them know what it is. Cause they're not they're not watching for more than half a second before they decide to keep swiping on. So if you could give them the same thing where they remember, like, oh, it's a Jeremy video, because they don't even you don't even see what the name is when you're scrolling. TikTok is scrolling so quickly. So just grab them like, oh, okay, the same text, the same this, the same beats over and over and over and over them condition them to know what your video is. That's a, that's a, that's a great uh, advice to be the, the consistency part of it. I never thought of it that way. Um, I'd never thought of it going that way as well as repeating. Cause sometimes I feel like I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. Uh, and, oh, and I feel that. Of, and I don't, I don't really want to do that either. But no? I, I, I it's, there's the thing that I've learned is like, uh, you know, there has to be a balance to like your, creativity and like you're doing stuff to gain to get likes and views and followers like i wish i could just be like i don't care i just want to do what i feel like but like it's my job so i can't yeah so it's just when i like i don't know if i really feel like getting a piece of content out there like i i put a makeup like i have a second youtube channel don't even talk about it just like stuff i feel like oh this is really interesting to me i want to make a video about it at that point i don't really care who watches it i just want to make that video yeah great i have places for that to go I monet I make all my money from TikTok and Instagram. So I kind of have to play the game a little bit if, you know, I can't just put up whatever I want. No, so the, I, there has to be a balance to it. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, 
I can't just always do what I want because I would make very different videos if that was the case. No, I get it. But and 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 a lot of videos like you do a great job with like everything from like, hey, these are the best places to eat. You know, this in New York City, this is the best places to eat when you go to Chicago or New York or or Connecticut and and places like that. So, um, that always kind of helps with it. Um, but yeah, I, that's a that's really interesting. So, I know you've mentioned a lot about sponsorships and stuff like that. Can you provide some tips on like how? how that kind of, or advice for creators when, how they're trying to pursue that. Is that something that they come to you? Like sponsors are coming to you or are you, because I've read something that you mentioned about like always kind of spinning, obviously the positive uh, in, in the, cause at the time, I guess in the beginning you were kind of doing um, you were being like, Hey, I was like, I'm the top like brunch uh, you know, on Instagram or something like that. And you had mentioned something like that. And I thought that was kind of interesting of kind of sometimes being able to, spin the positives of you. Um, but at the same time, are you approaching these sponsors or in, at least in the beginning, I'm assuming now they're coming to you um, probably more often than you're going to them. But in the beginning, is it something that like, what advice would you give someone to kind of do that if they were thinking of going to, uh, you know, talk to a, to a brand or something for sponsorship? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, they come to me, but that comes from, like you said, sort of like years of meeting people and, my advice for that is to not pitch ideas for them, but pitch yourself to them. Like, I don't think it's any harm in finding who works at some company you want to work with and emailing them and be like, Hey, I just want to get on your radar. Here's my little press kit. would love to get coffee sometime or whatever. I think like pitching yourself works. Cause what I learned very quickly was like, these people don't just have like funds to give you, like they come up with ideas and then they go looking for influencers. So for you to take the time to pitch them, this amazing idea of something exactly you want to do, they're like, well, cool. But like, we don't have money for that. What do you want us to do about this? Where at the other, where what I do is like pitch myself, Hey, let's meet. I go to as many events as I can and it works as much as I can. Then we meet these people and then knowing that, okay, the next time they do have something, maybe they'll come to me because I'm more top of mind. Or even like I said, I, I don't, want to devalue what we do, but like, that's part of it. It's like, Hey, maybe they have something I've never worked with them before. They want to send me product. I think it's very easy to be like, Oh, Hey, well, you got to pay me for that. Or rather I'd be like, well, do you want anything? Like, do you guys expect anything from this? And like, no, no, we just want you to try the product. Okay, cool. They send it to me. I put up one story that it came. I try, I mean, I want to try stuff anyway, before I'd even want to do, do a yeah. deal. So they say like, okay, cool. Well, we met Jeremy. We like him. We, he did us a little favor by putting up a story for something okay, cool. Now we have a budget for some of the, or they left that job and went to another job, but they remember working to me. Like, I think that's the game more than anything is just the meeting networking. people and talking to people on networking. Yeah. yeah. More than anything else. What, uh, I noticed that, and obviously what we were talking about the, when we were going back to the whole idea of the TikToks and doing all those things, is that one of the main reasons why obviously, so some level of creativity, everything from like doing like the, Hey, these are my top five or doing the bodega, you know, egg, egg you know, everything egg and cheese or, you know, type of thing. Um, are, is that kind of just little things that basically, cause I noticed that it's very catching to me. Cause I always like, Ooh, top five or Ooh, top three. Um, that one always catches my eye when I see that. Is that something that you just kind of are like always. And, and then I guess the other aspect of it is when you go to a city, cause you've been traveling a lot, you would, you travel quite a bit. Where are you getting your, um, I guess your inspirations of where to go. I mean, are you, you know, are you people refer Yelp? What, where, uh, how are you kind of working that? Sure. Yeah. I mean the, the top lists, like 
probably wouldn't be my favorite thing to do because it's all these, it's all these videos that I could put out separately that I have yeah. to put together. But at the end of the day, sort of going back to like what works and what you want to do, like I just saw that those videos work and it makes sense. Like anything you could tease like that, like retention and videos on any platform is huge. So the fact that you could say one, Hey, here's the top five, whatever people want to see what all those are. And then also they love fighting with you about it. So it just adds comments, everything. Cause every time I top of, I post the top thing, I, I always, this, the, like the, whatever the comments always like, Oh, like, well, what did I miss? And it just like eggs them on be like, oh man, you missed this. It's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, let me know. Like next time I come in yeah. and that sort of does go back to like, honestly, the way I do that is just as you go on stories and Instagram, like, Hey, I'm coming to LA. I want to do a best breakfast burrito video. What are your guys' favorites? I start there. Honestly, um, I read sort of the bigger food media publications. So eater infatuation, whatever LA times yeah. when I was in uh, LA uh, and then sort of ask my friends that way and sort of compile that way. That's why it's funny when people yell at me about these lists, like, how could you include all these places? I'm like, I, I don't know. I looked at every one of like the mainstream sources in your city and these are the places that they told me. So if you have a problem with it, I, I don't know, like you guys got to do a better job in that city of promoting these places. Cause yeah. I can't, I, that's the only way I'm going to find them. <laughs> What's what would you say is a misconception about because obviously and I know not no, people don't want to like using the word influencer and stuff like that. But being what you what you do, the content that you create, what's something that you think is, um, you know, something that people don't under just don't understand? Because, I mean, I, I know that you're constantly working. It's like, uh, you know, it's not like you're constantly on and constantly either editing, doing something. Um, and I, I think people don't realize those things, but is there like, what is something else that people may not understand about kind of doing what you're doing, co creating content all the time? Yeah. I mean, I think that's just it. Like, you know, your, your life is your content. So there's no really turning off. If you turn it off, you're not doing your job. So I think like, there's no separation. It's just like some people like that works for me. I'm fine at that. Like it doesn't, it's not hard necessarily just say one of the things you have to deal with if your job. I think there are people that would much rather have a job that's nine to five and on the weekends, you don't get to think about it. That's wonderful. And that's great for you. But I think you don't understand, like I get, I constantly get, you know, DMs and messages to me as well. I'd be like, Oh, like I would love to quit my job because they hate and do exactly what you do. And maybe that's true. But I also tell them, it's like, well, you're just seeing, like you see the best sides of it. So of course you think that, but like, you know, maybe what you're doing right now isn't the best fit, but it doesn't mean you have to like give up everything and start over. Maybe just find another job. Uh, I don't like you see, like, there's all these articles too about like creator burnout and this burnout. And I've been doing this much longer than most people. And I've never felt creator burnout because I truly think like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I think the best thing I, I always tell people is like, find the time to do stuff like this, like find the time to find the, to, to be creative and have a creative outlet. If you're like feeling like your job isn't fulfilling, but don't necessarily just quit your nine to five job with all your benefits and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I also never had that. I've never had a full-time job. I've always been freelance. So this transition wasn't very difficult because I've never known where money's going to come from. I've never had insurance for my company. I've never had benefits. I have a 401k now through my own company for the first time. It's just a totally different lifestyle. And I don't think it's for everybody. Um, and I don't recommend it for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I 
that totally makes sense. I actually have, um, I have a nine to five job. Well, I guess I, it's not really, it's like, I work a four ten. I have a corporate job and then I do my, right. I say nine to five. No one's job is not. Yeah. Five no anymore, one's nine to five anymore. I mean. yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> no, I totally know what you mean. And that's always kind of the big thing. And I, and I, that's why whenever people start talking like that, I'm like, well, you can always keep creating. And then as you create, as you grow kind of in your situation in a year, you kind of grew outgrew where you were going and you're like, Hey, I'm seeing the results. I'm going right. to take that net, that leap. Um, yes. and then you just kind and of ha- and have a plan, ha- have a plan to build and have a money plan. Like I like was basically what I did when I decided it's like, okay, let's actually make a go at this. I go like, I literally looked at my bank account. I'm like, okay, like how long can I actually go before we have to go back to TV? Like just paying rent. I cut out every single expense I had pretty much. And it's like, okay, I could pay rent for a few months and like be okay before I have to go get a job. And that was the decision I made, but I didn't make that decision without knowing that. So I think like game plan, really think about it, have a million backup plans, have this. Like even now, every day I wake up, I'm like, ah, this could be over tomorrow. What's my plan? What are, yeah. What's next? And I think like, as long as your strategy is there and you think about it, sure, of course, do whatever you want. But I think this idea that like, oh, I'll just quit my job and anything be perfect. It's like, no, please, please. That's the worst idea. Please yeah. don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. No, I, that makes total sense. What, so a few things I'm kind of curious of one, I know you were, when you worked for WWE, you were a logger and do you have a, do you have a favorite wrestler? Who's yeah. Your no, favorite uh, wrestler? Well, my favorite wrestler is triple H. So now I get to see him officially take over WWE yeah. and enjoy, enjoy his products, which I love. Okay. And then I know you, I know at one point you, uh, you and one of your coworkers had a podcast doing that. And I know you also did a podcast for people that you wanted to talk to. So like, um, I love the fact that you found you've, you, and, and you even just mentioned that the fact that you have like a YouTube channel, the fact that you kind of find kind of in, in many ways, that's kind of like your form of recreation of like, you know, kind of something fun for you to do, even though you're creating content. Cause I think sometimes we kind of blend sometimes where like that fun aspect and responsibility kind of like our, our jobs get merged together. So, um, so it's kind of fun to be able to see that you, uh, have these different creative outlets. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm all over the place. I literally just try, especially for those kind of things where I know I'm not making money. It really takes a lot of motivation to do it. So I caught, I, I don't force it, which is sort of why both podcasts went away. Which is like, I was really into both podcasts when like it was legit COVID stuff and I wasn't leaving the apartment. So I'm like, yeah. okay, like what's content I could create that I could do sitting right here at my desk. And that became yeah. like podcast was a very easy format to do that with. And as soon as sort of the world opened back up, especially because I was able to travel the time that I put into traveling and that kind of content sort of um, uh, took away time I could do for the other projects, which it's still there. So float around ideas. If I'm motivated again, I'll do it again and whatever. But yeah, that's always my thing again, sort of having that balance of like, thing, let me work on things I just want to work on and let me work on things that I know I have to do. So you, one thing that you've always brought up being doing so much with food, um, you've always talked about how you don't, obviously you don't like, you know, no one gives you food. Like you basically, you buy your food and do all that. Has there been certain incident incidences or, um, and obviously there's good opportunities when you obviously, you know, build relationship with chefs and stuff like that, and maybe go out on your own and do stuff like that. But have there been incidences or, or things that let's say a restaurant, when they like reach out to you, um, that just are kind of like just pure, like turnoffs or like pure, like, why don't, don't do these things when some, when, you know, when we're, when trying to approach, um, you know, sp- creators and stuff like that. 
Yeah. Well, I, I do want to clarify. So basically, like, if you see me in the kitchen in a video, like, clearly that food's comped because, like, Correct. I wouldn't pay for that. Yeah. What I always say is I, I turn down comp meals just yes. because if I'm going to a true meal, like, I'd rather, like, kind of enjoy it. Like, yes, I'm probably there making videos anyway, but I don't want the pressure of that. And I'm sort of happy just supporting the restaurant. And sometimes yeah. they comment anyway and whatever, but at least I know there wasn't a trade and I try and do what I can. Um, but in terms of like what turns me off, it honestly just, it, a lot of it is just like them clearly never seen my content and wanted me in. And I'm just like, cause they'll give me asks and like things. I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. Like, have you ever watched one of my, like, why do you even want me in if you don't even know who I am? Yeah. I think that that's a huge part of it. It's like, just, it takes half a second to scroll my Instagram for you go to my Instagram. You watch, you don't have to watch a full video. You just watch the first 10 seconds of three videos, 30 seconds. You'll get a clear understanding of what my content is. And, you know, for you to be like, Hey, come blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't want any of that. Just, you know, whatever. I think that's, that's the biggest turnoff. Yeah. When, um, when you're filming, when you're filming, I'm always kind of intrigued because obviously I'm by I'm by myself most of the time. So do you have like a tripod for like and a, like do you just tripod yeah, set up right set here. up your thing? I'm just filming in my kitchen. It's right here. It's on the tripod, a little That's camera. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah. And so basically really you just kind of set up you just kind of set up with that and just kind of go from there, right? And that's all you kind of yeah. That that's a. Uh, I'm. Always I mean, I have lights. I have my lights. I got the audio. I got the whole yeah. setup. Whatever. But yeah, that's 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 really. I try and, especially when I'm traveling. Like I have a giant light up set up in my apartment. I don't even take that with me in the restaurants. It's too much. It breaks my back. Yeah. I try and like keep it light when I'm traveling. No, it makes sense now. And obviously, I know you don't use your. You you can use your cell phone, but you use a you use your camera, um, just because obviously it provides better better content and better um better things. Even though. You know, obviously, cell phones do pretty good, a pretty decent job. Cell nowadays. phones are cell phones are great. It, it, it's more that, like, I mean, I think it looks more beautiful, but you know, it's different. Everyone has a different taste, but I just enjoy that part of it. I enjoy yeah. the editing. I enjoy the control of it. It's easier for me to do that, honestly, than shooting on my phone. I have a much easier time with my camera. So, and I, and I love cameras. I'm very into cameras. So, like, that's that's a huge part of why I like creating content. Yeah. No, I get it. What advice? What advice would you give someone for? I guess advice that you that you've always followed or advice that you would give someone wanting to start something. Uh, I think just like you have to outwork everyone. I think like one of the biggest lessons I learned, like being Bobby Flay's PA, it's like, okay, well, like here's this dude that dropped out of high school when he was after a sophomore year or something. And now he's like literally a self-made millionaire, one of the most successful chefs ever. And being around him, it wasn't like him, like sitting down and, you know, teaching me lessons. It was just observing what he does and seeing how someone that's that successful operates. And like his whole thing was like, it doesn't matter who you are on set, like try and outwork me. Like he doesn't have to outwork everyone else, but he is. So like from every other position on that set, he expected that from you too. Like he wakes up at six and works out and then is on set all day between literally being on camera, taking meetings and doing this and doing that, and then going to the restaurant and cooking at night and then going to this, going that, like he's in his fifties and has more energy than anybody else. It's like, okay, well, that's the kind of motivation it takes. He could also retire tomorrow. He doesn't have to keep working. He likes working and wants yeah. to continue doing this. Like those, those are the takeaways. So I was like, oh, like that's, that's what it takes. What motivates you then? What's like your, uh, oh, I mean, I also have a giant chip on my shoulder, so that helps too. <laughs> I'll probably die early from that, <laughs> but it is every day. It's like, it's like, okay, I wake up every day. Like, oh, how am I going to be better? I'm, I'm a competitive person, but I'm not a competitive person in, in that. Like 
so I, I sucked at sports a lot too. It's like, I'm not competitive in that someone has to lose for me to win. I just want to be better than them. So it's like, when I look at other people's videos, I guess like, okay, well, how many likes did they get? How many views did they get? I don't want them to get zero views. I want them to succeed too, but I want to do better than them. So it's like, okay, well, how do I do better than them? And that's sort of what I ask myself. Okay. I love it. Um, last question for you. Uh, well, two questions. One, I, I think the last time I checked, you had like over 200 baseball caps. Are you, are you uh -huh. past that number now or? Uh... Yeah, I haven't counted. I haven't counted in like a year and a half now. So I've tried to slow it down this summer became like snapback summer. So my yeah. fitted fitted is really the, the collection. Um, I tried to slow myself down. It's like one a month, maybe. So we're not too far past 200, but yes, definitely in that territory. Half my apartment is just baseball caps. Is it, it's all, and is it only baseball, like baseball teams, minor league teams, or just, or a little it's, bit of everything? It's majority MLB teams. I also just try and collect the caps from everywhere that I go. So if I go yeah. to a city that only has a minor league team, then I'll get that minor league cap. But other than that, I keep it to just the baseball MLB. Okay. Very cool. Where can, uh, where can people follow and, uh, and, watch you on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere, Twitter, tweet, tweet with you. Where, uh, where can they follow you? Uh, everywhere. Just type in either Jeremy Jacobitz or brunch boys and it'll, it'll pop up somewhere. <laughs> awesome. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, that's our show for today. Thank you so much to Jeremy Jacobowitz for being on and having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check him out online. Um, if you enjoyed the show, definitely make sure to subscribe and uh, if you want to check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads, make sure to go online, uh, check it out, spread it like PB&J, or if not, send me a sandwich selfie. Um, thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion.